Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. PHNX Cardinals live on Thursday. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. It is Kansas City preseason week. We are just two days away, Bo Brock, for being live at the BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. Myself, you, some other folks. Hopefully, we can tease in the coming days. Fired up as well as our special guest, the newest member of PHNX Cardinals. Gregory Dorch will join us here in just a few minutes. But, I mean, the, the receiving core itself, Bull Brock, is almost as fired up as I am today for this show. Yeah, absolutely. We had a dominating performance from practice from rookie wideout Michael Wilson. My God, man was all over the place. There was another Cardinals wide receiver that was also impressive today in the quarterback throwing him the football. What's up, Chase? Free matter for the blind. Gannon Knight, love that name. Uh, already talking and gassing up our guy, Greg Dorch. Dorch is a starter, always making plays. Absolutely, we will not find anybody on this po podcast that disagrees with that. Yep. Dylan Richards, what's going on? Hot and shot first. Good to see you back in the chat, my man. Always good to see you out here. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we, we're starting to really kind of turn the page to preseason week two, what we could see on full display on Saturday. Dorch, our playmaker today. Do we have another Another roster move coming for PHNX Cardinals? Yes, we do. Tremendous. Is, is Ian Rappaport going to break it before we do? Possibly, but uh, we'll let you know hopefully by tomorrow who's going to be joining us each and every week uh, from the BetMGM Sportsbook. But it's going to be our – It's not. is it a dress rehearsal or is it the real deal Holyfield on, on Saturday? I mean, I'm going to be hanging there. Come hang out and party with me. Have a couple of brewskis. I'll be watching the entirety of the game there at BetMGM Sportsbook because outside of the stadium, where else would you want to be uh, – I don't know, four peaks on tap. You absolutely love to see it. <laughs> you know, I think we just, we have an affinity for skill players, uh, you know, young and old uh, on this show, on this team, Bo Brock. And again, you know, I don't want to, I'm going to bury the headline here. So you texted me earlier today, and these are the kind of text messages I live for on this show and covering this team. It's not a text message like Colt McCoy's not throwing today or <laughs> Kyler Murray's on the PUP still. It is, Wilson looks dominant today. And I, I said, this is too good. I got to share this with all the peeps on Twitter. Yeah. Took a screen capture. Of course, everybody's like, which Wilson is it? You think I'm talking about Marco <laughs> Wilson? And I love Marco Wilson. Michael Wilson, the third round rookie sensation that I think is a lock to be a starter for this team. Dominated today, Bo. We tweeted out the video, him catching a touchdown pass over Michael or uh, Marco Wilson. Get my yeah. Wilson's confused. What did you see that, to suggest that how dominant was number 13 out there. 14, man. 14. Number 14 was in his bag today. It was unbelievable what we saw. It was underneath. It was over top. It produced an ML. Let's take a look. Let's roll the footage. Cole McCoy, this is just sevens, right? There's nothing crazy here, but you know, you're gonna see him cut inside here, make a big play on, on 20, who is Marco Wilson. That's Wilson versus Wilson. And then underneath, just streaking across the field. Oh uh, poor Kazir White. I mean, he's the one having to pick that up, and that's just a mismatch. And, and good for Colt McCoy identifying that. But you know, and, and there was more than that. I mean, it's from Michael Wilson, and you know, he said today, he he, that no matter what it's going to take, you know, why why is he why does it feel like he's getting all these opportunities? No matter who's under center in the shotgun for the Cardinals, whether it's a uh, Colt McCoy or Clayton Tune, they're finding fourteen. It's because. The one-on-one -on -one matchups, he's making sure he beats his man. And, and right. he, he he's making sure that 
He's quick as far as getting off the line of scrimmage. His route running is precise. He's utilizing his, his you know, he's not the fastest wide receiver, but he's utilizing his speed. He's utilizing his phys- physicality and athleticism. And, man, Michael Wilson, man, I, I I don't think it's just one of those camp training, camp preseason stories where the guy flashes and, and then goes away in the regular season. I think that this guy is poised to have a big year for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, like you mentioned it, I think the, the, the best point you can make is, he gets targeted because he's open all the time. It's yeah. not like, hey, this guy was a top 15 pick. We got to force him the football. And that sometimes happens in the NFL. You you get prioritized, and we've seen it with this franchise, and you've got deprioritized, depending on where you've been drafted, and you've been prioritized if you were a first or second round pick. It's like Michael Wilson could have come into training camp or better yet, OTAs, and just like, you know what? I got to get my sea legs under me. I didn't play a ton at Stanford. I'm just going to defer to the the more experienced guy, he's like, no, I'm going to come take a starting job. That's absolutely what he's doing. He's he's outperforming not only the receivers on this roster on the outside, with all due respect to Zach Pascal and Hollywood Brown, I, I he's he's taking it to the Cardinals' best defensive backs. Like, we've seen him do this to Buda Baker and now Marco Wilson and, you know, all the defensive backs you want to throw at him. Antonio Hamilton had a tough day when I was at training camp with you trying to cover this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these are capable corners and in some facets all pro level players for the Cardinals secondary which I think is going to be the strength of their defense and he's just having their way with him and he's doing it with with all due respect with a fifth round rookie and a quarterback right now that I think is a year away from retirement and Colt McCoy and so you know people need to just accept the reality of it if this guy stays healthy knock on wood that's the biggest caveat He's yeah. going to be a playmaker for this team. I mean, Amon Ron St. Brown, who is a part of a similar draft class by Dave Sears, who went, I don't know, two or three rounds later than Michael Wilson. Was Amon Ron St. Brown a fourth or a fifth round pick? He came in and almost had a thousand yards as a rookie. It's like, yeah. I, I know they play different positions. I'm getting the same kind of vibes of like, oh, this guy, he's like our 1A, 1B kind of receiver to, to Hollywood Brown. He, I, I think right now the best receiving core that the Arizona Cardinals can trot out there are Michael Wilson and Hollywood Brown and our guy, number 83 Greg Dorch underneath dominate in the slot like we know he can but I they just have not had anything like him to compare to even dating like Michael Floyd if you guys followed the team in 2012 did not have a training camp like this not even close it took forever for him to get going so you gotta you gotta watch the signs and believe them when they're there yeah, absolutely. The signals when you got uh, Gannonite and, and Dylan Richardson, I like the back and forth going on in the chat about it. You know, why isn't Michael Wilson getting all, all, all the publicity nationally? It's it's because, you know, there there are several wide receivers drafted in front of him. I mean, you've got Jigba Smith, Smith Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. I mean, you've got guys right there uh, within the first what in, in the first round. Uh, that are going to get the attention and they're they're going to flash in camp absolutely and, and a lot of people in Wilson you know himself you know he was a guy that was making plays in shorts but I, I think that there's a there's a there's something that will separate this this rookie class especially uh from from the rest of the pack and I think Wilson has the ability to do that like you like right now I'll tell you I'll take my Marco Wilson I'm sorry I'll take uh, Michael Wilson over uh, Tank Dell, I'll take him over Marvin Menz Jr., uh, guys that were ahead of him, probably Rasheed Rice, who's pro- in a in more favorable situation in Kansas City. I, I think that they're, uh, outside of the first rounders, I think he's right there in the mix, and probably if he doesn't have the injuries, he's he's in that second-round uh, tier of wide receivers and doesn't fall all the way to 96. Uh, like, who are some of the first-round receivers that you would take over him? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I, there's not too many wideouts period in this class that are having the kind of training camp that he's having for this franchise. I mean, maybe there's a couple guys that you would say, yeah, just their pedigree. We're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they've got better quarterback situations in the short term and, and they're going to pop off. I'm sorry. Wh- who is the kid out of TCU that we loved that went to the LA chargers? Yeah. Quentin uh, Johnston. Yeah. So he looks a little sketchy in camp. He's been dropping <laughs> a ton of balls. If you follow the peeps out in LA, covering the chargers michael wilson's not dropping any balls i mean some of these guys in the first round are going to bust they're not all going to pan out and be great players it's right. just I, I think we are so conditioned to say well where was your college production the indo facto you can't be a better pro player than a college player it never works like that we are seeing right now if he stays healthy he is going to be the exception to the rule he is going to be dk medcalf ask where the production wasn't there for whatever reason, circumstances, injuries, quarterback play, coaching, and then they come to the NFL 
and they were just built for the NFL. And that mm-hmm. we talk about that every draft season, Bo. It's like March and April, we want to do plug and play. This guy had 1,200 yards rushing. This guy had 15 sacks. And it's just like, why is this guy, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, projected to be a top five pick? Where was the production? And all we heard from people, it's about projecting to the NFL mm-hmm. level. And Michael Wilson, say what you want about his college production, his inability to stay healthy. He was projected to be a top 100, top 75 pick in this draft because people looked at his physique and his skill set and said, that translates to the NFL. Yeah. Andy Isabella, your skill set doesn't translate to the <laughs> NFL, right? But it's, and I'll say, go look at Andy. He was the number right. one rated PFF wide receiver that year in co- college football. He had like 1,800 yards. Right. He play in the NFL. Right. I mean, he, he was playing at UMass. He wasn't playing the Pac-12 uh, well, at Stan- Stanford. Stanford, though, right now. It I was mean- down. Look, it was down. They, outside of Tanner McKee and Michael Wilson, there just wasn't much to that roster. Uh, but, you know, poor poor Andy Isabella taking ricochet shots here as we well, I as just we talk up the Cardinals' latest real. rookie. I mean, 6'2", 210. If you're talking about, you know, guy projectables, give me that over, you know, 5'10", and sure, a good amount of speed, speed to burn. And somebody asked me today, uh, was, was like, hey, Andy Isabella is, is making noise in Bill's practice. I'm like, buddy, it's Andy's season. Okay, this is when Andy Isabella shines. Unfortunately, like, this is it. It's not like just wait till the lights get a little brighter. Uh, it it he'll 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 go away, and it, that's that's just it. That's he'll just go how away. It Where's he going? What? <laughs> he'll go away. Where's he going? Yeah, going to the bench? probably to practice squad. I don't know. It's it's not it's not NFL stardom. It's not being a pro- productive wide receiver. It's not being the nightmare of Cardinals fans' dreams, uh, where oh we let another guy walk and he goes and finds success elsewhere. I just I don't see that happen. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think again why I'm so bullish on the three players in this lineup that I am, and I think the depth is good too. Like like if Rondell Moore is healthy, I know I knocked him yesterday for fantasy stats, right? that were what 700 plus go look at the video on, on PHNX sports on you here on he YouTube. He wasn't behind like, the computer, the keyboard on that. Like, Oh, I'm yeah. going to get 70 catches, 700 yards. That's no, not I just mean like fault. if we can separate <laughs> that fantasy land, which is not a reality and just say, Hey, Rondell is, plays 17 games. Like he'll be productive. Yeah. I just feel like the, the three alphas in this skilled, skilled group with all due respect to Zach Pascal, who's a nice complimentary player. And then Rondell, who's clearly talented. The best three wide receivers on this team, when this team goes, what is it, 11 personnel, one tight end, three wide receivers, is Hollywood Brown, who's made a Pro Bowl, who's had a 1,000-yard seasons. He was a first-round pick. The opposite side is this phenom out of Stanford, and underneath it's Greg Dorch. Because what Michael Wilson and Greg Dorch give you in the passing game, which is why we led the show with this and why I think this group is going to surprise, is immense yak, yards after Mm -hmm. catch. And so you watch Greg Dortch in practice and Michael Wilson, they do the hand drill. Does anybody know what the hand drill is? When you feel like you're about to go down, I can't tell you how many times Greg Dortch does this. You put your hand on the ground and you tuck the ball away and you keep the play going. It is not Mm -hmm. an immediate tackle. And that's that's one of the biggest indictments of all these receivers the Cardinals have drafted in recent memory under Steve Kime. It was just like there was no big playability. Dortch, you saw it last year. I mean, that that catch and run against San Francisco was fantastic because it was all effort. The player they they complement. I think that that those triplets they complement each other so perfectly, and I think they can even play well with a guy like Colt McCoy, who is limited throwing the football underneath. Let Dorch, let Michael Wilson operate in the short intermediate passing game, and they will break one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Michael Wilson. I know that you were kind of you didn't like it that he was taking punts in. I think OTAs, right? But. I mean, what, what do we know about a punt returner? And, and Greg Dorch is, is the main punt returner and right. kick returner for this team. You put the ball in their hands and they make plays in space. I mean, that's yak. That's pretty much yak. So, I mean, those are two guys in Rondell Moore included, you know, that they say, hey, get the ball in their hand, get them in space, and they're going to make plays for us. Uh, and, and, you know, that's that's just what it is. I mean, they've got guys that are just going to be able to make plays for them if, if whoever's throwing them the football is going to get them the ball. We're waiting on our guy, uh, Greg Dortz, to join us, our number one receiver. But in the meantime, again, I mentioned it. If you're ready for this Saturday, uh, sign up now. BetMGM Sportsbook, the premier sports betting app. Again, best place to be this Saturday, BetMGM State Farm Stadium, the Great Lawn. Double tap into your app. Use that bonus code PHNX. 
few different offers depending on where you live, Bull Brock. But for our folks in Arizona, place your first bet offer, receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. I still have to place my Cardinals money line bet, which I believe is plus 200. I saw somebody early in the chat saying, got to get a sack on Mahomes. I think that will happen. I know for sure this is going to happen. Download the app now and it will save you money. Bonus bets is like Christmas morning every day on BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana. Okay, GD coming up here pretty soon. I've got to tell you about Wink and Countdown, of course. Uh, The seltzer with Wink uh, has got a THC in it. Check it out. Brand new product. We're excited to partner with them. How much uh, does it have in it? How much THC? Just a wink. Summer's not a spectator sport, so grab an ice cold wink and go play. It's got that THC to CBD balance, that golden ratio that everybody's looking for. Uh, check it out right now. Zero calories, zero sugar, uh, and no alcohol. It tastes refreshing, and uh, it's going to be your new flavored, favorite flavored seltzer. And then also check out its sister product, Countdown. Get ready for a liftoff with Countdown. Uh, Escape the Ordinary with Countdown. Available in 2.5 milligrams and 5 milligrams cans. You can find Countdown at Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at Sunday's Goods Dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide, including AZ. Launched online ordering and home delivery with a dozen others. Find the fastest way to get your hands on it. Go to drinkwink. That's D-R-I-N-K-W-Y-N-K.com. Uh, lots of good sh- engagement in the chat as we are moments away from being joined from our number one receiver, Greg Dorch. Kyle in the chat, I think Tyson Williams should be second to James Conner. He showed good speed and vision in the preseason. He was fantastic in the fourth quarter. Averaged over five yards per carry against the Denver Broncos. And, and Bo, that's a position group right now. Did Keontae Ingram practice today, Bo? Did you see the big man out of USC? Yeah, we saw him out there. Okay, that's good. That's good news. We got him, and it looks like we got our guy G. Greg Dorch is going to join us here now on PHNX Cardinals, our playmaker. What's up? You can take a swig of that water, Greg. It's all good. You know, Greg, there was a play down the sideline the other day uh, as we got your your mic muted there. Let's uh, If you can take it off mute. Yeah, oh, there was a play down the sideline at the facility in Tempe. Uh, you couldn't connect with your quarterback, but you're coming back on the field, and you made contact with a reporter. You gave him a shoulder. And that was no me. Way. Was that intentional, my guy? I don't think that's how the story went. But uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. I don't remember that, though. I probably was so mad that I that I didn't uh, complete the pass that I probably bumped into you out of anger. But I apologize for that. Oh, Next you're good. Time. You were 100% dialed in on that play. No- <laughs> No need to apologize. Make it count next time. Can we get Bo on crutches <laughs> I know. for the show, please? No, I can't do that to my man. Can we take him out from the legs down? I mean, we were talking about your yak ability before you got on the show. We were talking about the hand drill in particular. I must have seen you when I was at training camp. Put your hand down after the catch to break tackles maybe a handful of times. Is that something that you mastered as a, as a high school player at the collegiate level? Because I don't see a ton of receivers be able to, to pull that out of their repertoire. Yeah, honestly, I think it's just a, a gift that I've been given, honestly. Um, just being able to take hits and just, like, roll off of them. Um, I don't like to get hit, so anyway, I can kind of stay up and yeah. avoid those. I try to do that. I see over your shoulder you've got an awesome uh, A.J. Green jersey, obviously one of your former teammates. There's been a, a ton of changeover uh, as far as the wide receiver room, but Johnny and I were just discussing about the depth to this room uh, you know, obviously you've got Hollywood Brown poised for a big season mm-hmm. yourself, Rondell Moore. He's hungry. You've got the newcomer to the group, Michael Wilson. How are you guys feeling about this revamped wide receiver room? We're feeling good. Uh, I'm really excited to see everybody just get out there and let loose um, week one against Washington. Um, our core is so special, man. We just got guys who love to play football and, and just come to work, ready to work. Um, we got a great coach. Uh, so he pushes us every day. Um, we're just all on the same page right now, and it's fun. 
What was that dub like on Friday night? I, I know you played sparingly in the in the first half. I would have loved to have seen you all four quarters, but we'll wait for the regular season for that. But the the music that was coming from the locker room was palpable. And then Gannon comes out and he's all stoic and, and super professional like he is. Scary yeah. at times. What what was the atmosphere like in the locker room? Because again, like I people externally they they throw out bullshit. Like you shouldn't celebrate preseason wins. But I think this franchise, given where you guys were last year to where you've come now and where you hope to go. I mean, that was that was a big deal Friday night, was it not? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think it's weird when people tell you not to celebrate anytime you win in anything. Right. It's hard, it's hard to win. Um, this is the highest level of football. So when you whenever you win or the preseason or you win a rep in practice, celebrate it. You get what I'm saying? Like it's you can build off certain things like that. And last year we didn't have a good year. So um this win felt like just a big relief. Out of, uh, off of everybody's shoulders. Um, and we get that it's the preseason, but you got to start somewhere. And I feel like we're building the right things. It was the first game, obviously, under JG. And then, of course, Drew Petzing's offense. What, your, what were your feelings like out there kind of running in that style as opposed to what you've been playing in uh, last year under, under Kingsbury? Yeah, I was excited. Um, still a lot that we haven't shown and that uh, I know we will show as the season progresses. Um, but I was definitely excited to get out there and um, just, just let everything, just play free and just be loose. Football is fun, and it should be fun. And I just try to have fun when I'm out there. Getting a lot of love in the chat, Dylan Richards. Man, I want Greg Dorch to stay a Cardinal fan. Fave Coney in the chat. Dorch is so loved for being a baller. One of the very few bright spots last year, Greg. I know we've talked about that, the frustrations that came with last year, and then yet seemingly every time you were given opportunities, you ran with them. Talk to me a, bit, a little bit about how this offseason went, because I know. This show, this program, Cardinal fans were like, well, you can't let Greg Dorch leave. And then getting tendered by a general manager you hadn't met before, a coaching staff you didn't know. What was what were those conversations like if you're able to share anything like that? Because I, I always think it's the yeah. utmost respect of like the new regime watches last year's tape and is like, we got to get this guy back in house. Yeah, uh, everything was like out of my control. Um, the only thing that I could control was the fact that I could tell them that I wanted to be a Cardinal. Um, I love Arizona. I feel like Arizona is the reason why my career has even um, jump-started when I got here three years ago. I was out of the league um, before that. So I got a lot of love for Arizona, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful and um, just excited to be back in the building. Um, and we got a really good thing brewing, I feel like. You, uh, you get the opportunity. The, you guys won the coin toss, and you decided to, to take, take the ball on offense. So you get your hands on the ball the first time of the entire Jonathan Gannon era. I mean, that's got to be fun, man. That's got to be an honor. What's it like? How do you not get too amped up there waiting to return off the kickoff? I mean, you got the Red Sea up, all yeah. 68,000 people going crazy. That ball's in the air. Just take us through that moment. It's so surreal. Um like I said, I've, I've always wanted to play in the NFL. So just moments like that are super big to me. But then I'm still mad about the fact that I didn't score. Um, <laughs> every time I try to touch the ball, I try to score. And that would have been crazy to open up the, the whole season like that. Um, but I didn't score. But I, I was really mad about that. Talk to me about the situation that quarterback, you know, as much as you can. I know we're waiting on hopefully Kyler Murray coming off of PUP. I'll just say sooner rather than later. This show, we're on bated breath when your quarterback, QB1, gets to come back. In the meantime, you've got Colt McCoy, who played well in one series last Friday, and you've got now Clayton Toon, who I thought, Greg, played much better as the game progressed and in the third quarter especially was making some nice throws. I mean, how do you assess the quarterback room right now in Arizona? Yeah, I love the quarterbacks, of course. Um, they're, they're the reason why I get the ball, so um, a lot of love to them. Um, I know they work really hard, and um, they're very um, detailed and smart, and they know um, exactly how Drew wants to run the offense. And um, last week was the first game. It was really the first time a lot of us have even um, been out there since last year, gotten tackled. And so it's, uh, you kind of didn't really get to see much because um, certain guys didn't play that much. But uh, I think as preseason goes along and, and guys' snaps increase, I think we'll be able to see a lot more. Gannonite saying AZ loves you. Mama Murray saying in Arizona loves Greg Dorch. Just love the chat right now. It's electric. Uh, we talked to Michael Wilson today. He was 
on fire today in practice, making plays all over the field. And, you know, I had asked him, like, who's he been leaning on as far as, you know, in that room just for, for getting his first taste of NFL football? He said he, he mentioned you. He mentioned Andre. Yeah. Uh, what have you seen from the young man out of Stanford? I love Mike. Every time I, somebody brings him up, uh, it's nothing but good, positive things. He's a really smart kid. Um, he just does everything the right way. Like, if I had a teammate that I would want to go to war with, it would be Mike. I know he's going to show up. Um, he's tough. Uh, he's going to make the, the right play. He's going to block. He just does everything. He's, he's everything that you want in a receiver, and he's young. And he, he honestly just wants to win. I don't want to talk too much about what transpired last year from a coaching standpoint, but I, I do want to discuss with you, Greg, the difference that you've seen from your new head coach and Jonathan Gannon, maybe your new offensive coordinator and Drew Petzing. Like, what are specific changes maybe that you've seen transpire during training camp that you're just like, man, we're we're on our shit this year. We know what we're doing. We're, yeah. we're prepared. Is there anything that you can pinpoint like that you can give our viewers like, guys, this is something that is a game changer for this franchise? Uh, I just think they value the whole team aspect. Like everything that we do is a team. Um, like it's literally team over you. Like you, you got to put the team before anything you do, any decisions that you make, think about the organization, the team. And I just think just getting that in the building has changed a lot of things and guys are taking ownership and, um, it's just the right, we're going the right, we're going the right, uh, we're going the right way. We hear we hear the word accountability. We hear you know pay attention to details, and and I feel like we heard those words last year. But I feel like we actually un, like the the coaches are explaining it better, and the coaches resonating with the players, and 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 everybody's loving it. You know, like DJ Humphrey said, it was a culture shock, not just a culture shift. Are, are you getting the same feel? Uh, somebody asked me that earlier, and I, I can agree. Um, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely like if you've been in the building, it's it's, it's a good change. It's a it's a really good change, um, and I, I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, guys are just buying in. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, I think it comes a point where um, you just wake up every day. You you excuse my language. You bust your ass at practice, and then on Sunday you don't win, and that really hurts. So I think guys are buying in, and we want to win, and we want to do it together. You can swear on this show as much as you want, Craig. No, no issue with that. Um, now, on a lighter note, and this is probably going to come to a shock, like your boys here, Johnny and Bo, we finished almost dead last in our, our fantasy oh, football what are you league tell last year. That no, I'm just us. being transparent. I'm, We're going to have a relationship with Greg. He needs bad. to know these things. So if give us some fantasy advice as it relates to you, because like you're going to be a hot commodity in our league. We have our draft in a couple of weeks. Like, what can people, what can the peeps expect? What round should we target Greg Dortch this year in fantasy football? Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about fantasy football. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I swear, I don't know anything. Do, uh, I do have a question. Okay. Uh, do, do you guys get like certain points if like a punt or a kick return goes back for a touchdown? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you get like a lot of points. The, the equivalent of a, of a touchdown, plus we get a point per reception. It's PPR. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try, try to do that for you guys a couple times that's this great. year. That's our, our, our all-purpose player, Johnny. You know, speaking of punt, like if you made it out to any of the public practices, I always I always love when the punt returners get back there and you try to catch as many footballs as you possibly can without dropping one. Now, I, I think I saw your high was six. What's, what's your I'm not, not going to lie. No, nah, I think it's seven. They won't give me the seventh, but I caught the seventh, and then as I backed up, I dropped one, and it was like, well, the time I was watching, I got it on camera. I think we showed it during the one of the one of the shows. Uh, they didn't even put the ball close to you, so you had you yeah. had six in your possession, and I think you had one or two between your legs. And you, you, I mean, they didn't even put it close to you, so you didn't really get a chance to it. So I, I thought you deserved another shot at it. I thought I did too. I think we ran out of time, but yeah, I mean, having that many footballs in your arms is is limited movement. You can't really move, so. And if the jug's not set up perfectly to come right to you, it's going to be hard. What, what do you think it is about that skill? Because uh, it, it, it's underrated, in my opinion. I, I know. I think I saw a hilarious clip of Kevin Hart trying to catch balls at Rams mm -hmm. camp one time. It, it, it seems impossible to me. You make it look so easy. You just kind of it. You just kind of let the ball catch you a little bit. It's so soft. Yeah. What, what? When did you kind of uh, master that? Honestly, it started um, in high school. Um, but in high school, I used to let the ball bounce like one or two times and then try to pick it up off the ground. I didn't really have the confidence to catch it in the air. Um, and then just working at it. Um, I knew that coming into the NFL that um, 
coming in that they didn't look at me as a receiver, so I would have to get it either it was a punt return or kick return. So I just got really good at um, catching punts. It's funny that we're talking about this. I, I talk to Isaiah Simmons all the time, like, bro, I bet you can catch three punts in a row. And he's like, bro, that's easy. I can do it. I, I, I guarantee it's a lot of my teammates that think it's a lot easier than what it really is. Uh, so I don't think Chad can keep me honest. I don't think we've had a punt return or a kick return, certainly a kick return for a touchdown since David Johnson did it back in 2015. Mm -hmm. You obviously know the work mm -hmm. of P2 Patrick Peterson, what he did in that mm -hmm. rookie year. Like, who do you watch as inspiration or guys you model your game on from a return standpoint? Because I do, I'm ready to say it right now. I think you're the best return man since we've had a P2 or a David Johnson. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Still a lot of work to be done, but. Um, honestly, I feel like I got to say Devin Hester growing up. Devin Hester is the ultimate GOAT. Um, Reggie Bush, just a lot of guys who can make people miss in space. Um, there's a lot of talented punt returners in the NFL right now that I watch too. Um, so man, I, I'm really excited to get my first one. That first punt return is going to be crazy. I feel like it's just, once you get that first one, then you might get another one. Then another one comes in. Next thing you know, you're in the Pro Bowl. So um, I'm really excited to try to get that. You ever going to put Isaiah to the test? You ever going to put him back there with the, maybe even with just the jugs machine? Nah, not the jugs. He got to do it off the foot. The jugs, the, the way it comes out of the jugs is a lot different than actually like, off the actual okay. foot. So, yeah. A little easier? Yeah, the jugs is easier. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it weird? You've got a left-footed punter uh, in mm -hmm. camp now in Matt Hawk. Is, that, is there a big difference? Uh, it's a difference for sure. Um, I love it though. Like you don't, you don't, you don't get a lot of lefty punters in the NFL. Um, and when you do, it could, it could kind of throw you a curveball. So just to have one on our team and see it every day, it's like it's really a blessing. Um, we have a right for the guy too. Um, so I'm really fortunate enough to have um, a lefty and righty punter. My last question to you, Greg. We know you're going to ball out this year. You just you're going to earn the opportunities. You're you're going to take make the most of them like you did last year. Give our audience, if you could, one Arizona Cardinal that you feel like is having just a, a bomb-ass training camp that's poised for a big regular season that, that maybe is a little bit under the radar, that's not getting as much headline as they should? Uh, Keytrail Clark. Ooh. I love that. That's JG's boy, huh? That's his baby, he called him. Yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> what he is it? Is it just his competitiveness? I think it's where he's from. If you, I think you got to – if you look at where he's from – I think that'll tell you everything that you need to know. Is it the big VA like you? All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, special people are from that state, including myself. I'm telling you. <laughs> Who? Where are you from? I'm from I'm from Northern Virginia. I'm from Falls Church. Oh, yeah, Church. you tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're just no, different. No. We're different. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this one super chat in. Uh, we appreciate anybody. And you can obviously get in on it as well if, if you want to do some super chats. Free matter for the blind. $10. Keep bouncing off those weak-ass defenders, my man. AZ loves you, brother. Great stuff from Greg Dorch. As always, he's going to join us a couple more times before the end of the preseason. The newest member, the playmaker of the PHNX Cardinals crew. Greg, uh, good luck on Saturday. We're looking forward to it. We're all watching as well. Uh, have a great game, my man. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. See you, Greg. Hey, you heard from the man himself. Go get the T-shirt now. Number 83, the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Pick up some gear. The hottest gear in the Valley for the hottest player, number 83, our number one receiver, Greg Dorch. You can get it at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. It is the player T. Check it out now. You will not be sorry that you did. I mean, it's tremendous insight from a player who I think, again, no bias. If, if Greg was not on our team, I'd still be of the mindset. He's a starting receiver, and he was he deserved more opportunities last year, and he's going to crush it this year. I mean, you look, the training camp he's having this year, it'd be easy to say, well, last year he had a bomb training camp. And then they didn't give him, you know, his due during the regular season. So let's just mail it in. And it's like he's doubled down on last year's training camp, and he's a man on a mission. Yeah, he is. He's dialed in, and, and it's just uh, – he's he's kind of like Ham where it feels like each and every coaching staff, he's got to prove himself, and, and he continues to do so. He just puts his head down and puts in the work and, and, and creates opportunities. We heard from Michael Wilson today too, like how do you get open and how do – no matter who the quarterback is, how do they find you? And it's winning those one-on-one -on -one matchups. And, and 83 does that as well. I mean, he just he just gets out there, goes to work on his matchup and, and dominates. I mean, the biggest, uh, as, as far as the next what level analytics, as far as separation last year, 
Greg mm-hmm. Dortch was number one in the NFL as far as getting separation against defenders. I mean, Should almost we play those guys. Are those guys worth playing? Yeah, uh, four or, and a half yards, almost five yards of separation. I mean, for a guy like Kyler Murray, as, as accurate as he is, uh, it makes his job a, a lot easier. That's that man. If I if I'm a certain OC QB coach out in uh, you know California, that, that stat does not make me feel good looking at that. Uh, and so we we continue on. I love this in the comments here, Dylan Richards, man, PHNX killing it you guys are killing it in the chat you guys were killing it with the engagement during greg's interview and listen like we want to associate ourselves with people that you guys love and appreciate because we appreciate because Mm -hmm. greg dorch is an easy guy to root for um you know there there, i'm sure there are players around the nfl that aren't easy to root for greg greg does not fall in that category you saw him overcome obstacles last year with a team that was not buttoned up quarterbacks in and out of the lineup because of injury and then the situation with the offense itself He's balling out in the preseason, carries over to the regular season. I mean, just he's one of the most genuine human beings, and that's why he was an immediate target for us to bring on PHNX Cardinals. Yeah, he's not going to rest on his laurels from last season, even though no. he could, and and he, he can be disgruntled about it. He's not. He's just focused on what the next step is in his NFL career. And he, he expressed this when he joined Yuma and Saul after the red and white scrimmage, saying, yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a, what have you done for me lately, league? It's like you have to produce, and when your number's called, if you don't produce, they're going to find somebody else. And, and he understands that. And that's uh, that's that's huge, and and that's you know that fits within the fabric of of this this organization, you know, even more so than it did last year, where they were doing it based off you know where you were drafted or how much money you were given in free agency or what you were traded for, and and now it's like who's the best player? We're gonna play the best guys, and and that's exactly right, and that's what you know Ed Strings in the chat saying Dorch needs to jump more on the depth chart, and like that's a shtick that I do because I really believe that, but it's like who's producing winning plays, not who's the fastest guy or maybe has the best catch radius or any of that garbage who can make winning plays to help you on Sunday. Greg Dortz is that in a nutshell, right? Whereas Rondo Moore, I think we're still waiting for him to put that together, but like, I have no problem saying it. I think Greg Dortz is a more well-rounded NFL wide receiver than Rondell Moore. I think he's got a better feel for the game. And again, that's not a knock on Rondell, but like, Watch the game with your eyes. It's it's obvious who can catch the ball more fluidly in space, who can separate easily. But where I will give Rondell the benefit, Bo, is the, the offense that he was a part of. Like he and, and Greg didn't have the same route tree. Like Rondell was used as kind of a gimmick of Cliff Kingsbury. So now he has a fresh start, as does everybody else with Drew Petsing. Yeah, and, and I don't think Dorch views it as, uh, you know, him versus Rondell. I think no. he just views it as he wants his own separate opportunity. Right. And- I expect to be on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I'm sure he's a big fan of Rondell Moore. I'm sure he's a big fan of every single wide receiver has a whole lot of respect for all the guys competing and and trying to vie for roster spots or guys, uh, you know, snaps in in the first team and second team offense. So, uh, great insight there from the newest member of PHNX Cardinals, uh, Chase Sandorch has that X factor. Yeah, and he's got that that all purpose ability, and and he he's got that because of his durability, right? Remember when we were talking about him after. Uh, kind of coming out and proving us right when we were talking about George through our training camp last year. Yeah. And then he comes out and has a solid game with Trace McSorley throwing the football in Cincinnati. And he had like a, a knee contusion or a knee bruise. He missed the day of practice. He's right back out there. And this is a guy that's used in teams in, in the offense. It's that durability is one of his best characteristics. It's just playing hungry. Right. And there are yeah. so many people in life that, are not given anything based on where they came from, their background. They have to earn it. And that's how this guy ingratiated himself to the Valley. It's just like he get lit up on a play. He keep, he keep the football. You'd think he'd be dumb for the day. He's out there on the next play. And it's just, I, I just, I cannot remember a time in which he's fumbled a ball, dropped a wide open pass. I mean, to me, he, he's going to be somebody that's just waiting in the wings to, to, to make plays for this team on Sundays. And it's going to be a special day for this show and the fan base here. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals when he when he does house a punt return or a kick return because you know it's coming this year he I mean I love the affinity for him taking it out of the end zone like there there are past players for this franchise who're just like don't move just take a knee Greg Dorch is not that person no not at all uh we'll get back to as far as what was going down in practice today as well as uh what else are we getting into as far as the show? We've got plenty of show left. We ha- heard from Nick Rollis and how they're going to approach Patrick Mahomes in the champion 
Kansas City Chiefs and, and maybe some and he mentioned, you know, Keytrell Clark and, and he's kind of a dog out there. You know, what's Keytrell Clark and the status of that yeah, quarterback that's... competition? We'll get into that. But of course, we got to talk about our friends over at OGs. OGs has so many great things going on. You got to visit their website to just keep up with all their new products, all their new things going on as far as this company goes. Being a PHNX listener actually became a whole lot sweeter thanks to OG's brand. Starting August th- today through August 31st, you can get 25% off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams at all Arizona Flower Shop locations. That is, that's at all Arizona Flower Shop locations. You can get 25% off 100 milligram bags. All you have to do is place an online pickup order with the discount code PHNX. Use it at checkout. That's right. The deal is pretty much exclusive just to our PHNX listeners and viewers. It's available for online pickup orders. Discount code PHNX is active until August 31st. So it's a limited time between now, August 31st. You can get yourself 25% off. Don't miss out. They've got all the fruits, all the creams, the mixed bags. Check out OG's brands on Instagram and all your socials. It's flavoring your life i gotta check on the box score here my guy dtr looking to lead again bo bo hates that uh <laughs> round score according to dylan's two to three uh love that um also love listen i gotta scoop up my parents from the airport after the show my car is on e where am i going i'm going to circle k of course <laughs> i'm going to circle k i'm gonna not only get premium gas at not a premium price i'm gonna load up on snacks goodies my parents have been on a plane for three and a half hours Hey guys, would you like a buy one get one free Polar Pop on your dear dear son? Of course you would. Three one three one zero joins you to the SMS subscriber club. You know, I'm a, I'm a frugal guy, but I, I like to you know I like to splurge every once in a while. But I don't have to at Circle K. Guess what? Beatbox Hard Tea, buy two get one free. They have the best snack selection, the best beer, the best coffee, whatever you want. Buy Powerade at four for five bucks. You'll be entered to win. Uh, you'll be entered to be one of ten finalists entered for the 2023. Ford, Big Ben, Bronco SUV. My guy Bo drives a big truck, so I got to get my SUV to go alongside him so you know I can feel <laughs> superior because it's, it's hard for me to get in Bo's truck, frankly. So if I win that truck, I'll have to mod it out. Shouldn't take you long to mod this. Text PHNX 31310. Buy one, get one three. Polar Pop, circlek.com slash store dash locator to find that Circle K nearest to you. Coney just said lit. Just lit up that Circle K, John. Saul saying, not a white Bronco. Not a, no, no. That's uh, that's not what we want to see on the interstate when I'm going to get my parents. We don't want to see is a white it, Is Bronco. it really tough getting in my truck? Do you need a little boost? you need me to come by and just kind of give you a little? I feel like when I'm like, hey, go. I can drive, and you're like, get in my truck. I feel like it's you're emasculating me on purpose in front of the Cardinals. You're the Cardinals people at State Farm Stadium. It's like, look at Bo's son getting out of his truck with him. Can we just, can we take my... Can we take my monster once in a while, please? Jeez. No, I, I, I need to overcompensate in the massive Dodge Ram uh, instead of just rolling up in a little mid-size SUV. Why do you need a truck? What do you haul around? What do you, what do you haul it? Hot takes? That's it. That's, that's, the, all you <laughs> that's it, baby. That's it. That's it's just fire. It's it's big enough to carry all the hot takes. Thank God that uh, Circle K is keeping gas prices down for me to fill up that tank. It's so good, as is uh, everything Nick Rallis. So I did you notice that Nick Rallis on uh, Friday was the hooded man? Had a hood yeah, I asked him about entire... that. Okay, so is that a shtick that he's going to do? Because his defense played pretty well. I feel like right. he's got to roll with it now. So I said, is Hoodie Rollis returning on Saturday? <laughs> did you say that and... exactly, Hoodie Rollis? Yeah, and he's like, is, uh, he's like, what do you think? He's like, did you like it? And I'm like, well, is, is it kind of... Um, is it like a persona? And he's like, yeah. nah, it's not a persona, but I did feel like I was dialed in. Like, I don't know. I think that's his thing. It might be, I mean, the defense play, you don't mess with a good thing. No. Like, and it's way better than not like having to change your underwear or something on a, on a hot streak. I mean, I think it's yeah. more, this, this is a better idea. Hoodie Rollis. It's like hoodie mellow. It is. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Hootie Mello with the Knicks was pretty, pretty legit. <laughs> uh, this is legit. Dylan Richards, Johnny, I can relate. I'm five, five, man. Welcome. Welcome, friend. Welcome, brother, to the under five, seven club. <laughs> Couple uh, short kings here. Yeah. I, I love Greg Dorch. He cannot participate. But Rondell Moore, he is a, a full-fledged entry to our to our club here at the old five, six club. <laughs> what else did Nick Rollins say? Did he actually talk football today with you? Yeah, and he did. Uh, he loves he loves talking football. You better get your your lingo down because if you call uh, 
what is he what did he somebody was asking about plays and he and he, he 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 broke it down and he corrected somebody as far as you don't run plays you run uh I, man I, I i butchered it but he was all over the place and he you know he was fired up from the performance that the team had on friday and then he was kind of chomping a bit as far as uh going up against the super bowl champion kansas city chiefs That's what he had to say about facing Mahomes and crew Get as much out of it. Do I enjoy good competition? Absolutely. Yes, I do. And yeah, it, it, that's a phenomenal offense. Obviously, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. You know, you're gonna you'll you'll find out um, how high of a level you can compete. So I'm excited for that. What's that gonna be? Yeah, so I mean, look, I mean, Nick Rollins is part of that Philadelphia Eagles defensive staff that that you know obviously didn't couldn't get the finish the job against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think he he mentioned you know somebody had asked him about that, and he's like, look, I'm not I'm not looking at this as a revenge game, but I'm looking at it as an opportunity to go up against the team that's been you know consistently one of the best teams in football and kind of a measuring stick of where this defense could be because I mean it's it's not going to be the left ta- the tackles that the Broncos ran out there and it's not going to be Russell Wilson who's trying to prove that he can still play in this league it's going to be probably a half of Mahomes we'll see how much we get you know from their first team you're probably see a Creed Humphrey you'll probably see you know the the offensive line for the Chiefs and I think that's going to be a better give us a better idea of you know is this defensive line that everybody was sleeping on can they continue to kind of uh, outproduce everybody's expectations? I, I just love what Greg said at the top of our our chat with him about like I'm never going to apologize. No one should ever apologize for competing and winning. And it's just like, what if the Cardinals come out and compete and win Saturday? And they and they have a similar. I, I wouldn't expect them to make Patrick Mahomes certainly look like washed Russell Wilson. But what, let's say the Cardinals have a, a really competitive outing against ones and twos on Saturday night, like at what point can you start to believe that this team's ahead of schedule specifically on the defensive side of the ball? Cause I think the offense really, you're just kind of bailing water for lack of a better term, respectfully until Kyler Murray comes back, but defensively in particular, like I saw somebody in the chat, like earlier, which I agree with, like, I need to see, um, you know, Ledbetter get after Patrick Mahomes. Like what, what if this guy's just unlocked? What is Zayvon Collins is ahead of schedule as a defensive end. If this team plays well, Saturday night, Bull Brock, are, are you going to start to believe defensively that this team could be not terrible? Yeah, I mean, I think that it, it can it can definitely kind of change the perception that it has, you know, as, as close as locally and in what the expectations were. Uh, and, you know, I, I think there are some – I was talking to, I think, Josh Weinfuss at practice today. I mean, just from the the next guy on the depth chart, it's just deeper. There's, there's more – talent there than there's been in the previous years and i think yeah. that that's going to show out uh, as far as this especially on the defensive side uh if they can be you know, they're going to be younger they're going to be more physical they're probably going to they're, they're going to be a lot better coached and i think that's going to show up and surprise some people where they just look at it on paper and they're like oh you got buddha baker and jalen thompson we'll see if they can kind of unlock a little bit isaiah simmons and zayvon collins but you know outside of that you know what's there and it's like you see, you know, Marco Wilson, I think at the end of last year proved that he can play at this league and is is a solid, you know, corner one. And then we'll see if anybody emerges opposite him. And and Rollis, you know, I'd asked him, is like, do you want somebody to emerge or do you want to keep that a rotation? He's like, obviously you want people to kind of take hold of that, but yeah, yeah he just wants people to get better and continue to compete at the corner spot. Uh, and then you get the linebackers there like Kazir White and and Chris Barnes. And if the defensive like the, the defensive front's gonna be the key here. Like the defensive front, if the front seven can can you give that unique and, and unproven unit, like if they can produce, this is a team that's going to really shock people as far as its ability to to stay competitive and, and, and shockingly win win games that they weren't favored in. I mean, it's the front seven everybody makes fun of. Not like right. legitimately like makes fun of the names on the front seven. And that's fine. You can do that. I would do that if it was an opposing team. I would make fun of the players I didn't know. But it's like, how quickly did that flip for Seattle last year? When right. they were starting, their their front seven was no man's land, but they had Pete Carroll and they had John Schneider and they had their mojo back, right? They had, they had a late round corner that did pretty well for them. I mean, it's not, it's not illegal in the NFL to get a corner on day three and have them come produce pretty well. Patriots have done that. It's like these these franchises, they know how to push the right buttons at certain mm-hmm. positions. It's just like maybe the Cardinals have found something. I mean, Keytrock Clark, to me, can he do it again against mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes? Can he string together a couple solid performances? 
And then in particular on the front seven, like Dylan in the chat, like I thought Zayvon looked fantastic in limited time. If Zayvon Collins can be 80% of that this Sunday, I think we're ahead of schedule with Zayvon. Because again, I don't know if the sack totals are going to tell the whole story. For this team to be successful this year defensively, it starts with stopping the run, something they could yeah. never do with Vance Joseph and company. They were atrocious against the run, especially on early downs. If Zayvon Collins can close from the edge, right, and you get a little bit of fill from Kazir White and a defensive tackle can emerge. I know somebody in the chat said that they Nick said he likes steals a lot. If Zayvon Collins can have, let's say, like a 75 PFF grade against the run, that's going to be huge for this franchise. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a baby step. You would love Where's the 10 to 12 sack season from Zayvon? Like, I, I don't know if I need that in 2023. I think you can supplement with Gardak and B. Joe Jolari mm -hmm. and some other people. But can Zayvon keep the ship steady on first and second down to get you to the third down so that guys like Isaiah Simmons and Marco Wilson and Buda Baker can make plays in the secondary? Yeah, and, that, and that's huge. I mean, that's on the defensive side, complimenting football, where the, the, yeah. the defensive front complements the, the back, back side of the defense. And like, if you were looking for, and we haven't talked about this much, but we, we, we talked to him earlier this week. If you're looking for a defensive lineman to come out of nowhere and really, really have some solid play this year, I think it's LJ Collier. Former first round pick of the Seattle Seahawks. I don't hate that. For whatever reason, him and, and the coaching staff up there, they didn't mesh. He said that he talked with Pete Carroll before he kind of left the organization and hit the open market this this offseason and was an under the radar signing. And, you know, he comes out and he looked pretty fantastic against the Broncos. I mean, he was one of the guys that he batted down a football against Russ. Uh, and he was one of those guys that was very disruptive and just throwing his weight around against offensive guards in the interior of the Broncos offensive line. Like if LJ Collier can tap into even just a little bit of what they thought with the Seahawks, you know, saw in him to tab him as a first round pick. I think that that's going to be a big win for Rollis and JG in this Cardinals defense. Can he just be solid? Can he be a yeah. solid starter? That's what, that's what you're looking for. I mean, I, I think, think between like, him and Ledbetter, I think that you can get those guys could be solid players. Like that's because again, like I use the example, like Solomon Thomas was a bungled fucking draft pick for the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> that we all laughed at. It was great, right? That guy's going to have like a 10 to 15 year NFL career. He's just a solid player, right? He's not an outright bust, but he's going to go to the Raiders and some other teams. He's going to be a solid starter. Can LJ give you that now that he's out of Seattle? By the way, with the expectations, they could not be different. Like everybody's pointing at him in Seattle saying, you're a bust, get out, right? You're, you're, you're part of the reason our defense is terrible. He can come here for a team that everybody projects to win three or four games, all that before the show. And so it's like, okay, I have a defensive Savannah head coach. I've got a hot shot young defensive coordinator. I've got a wide open position group on the defensive line. I mean, like that if you if you were to ask me one player to emerge defensively that's not a young kid, but instead like one of the vets, I think it's I think it's LJ. I, I like him more, even more so than the the defensive tackle they signed from Dallas. I think LJ yeah. to me has I mean, did you see his press conference? I'm sure you did the other day, just talking yeah. about like I'm just much more comfortable here. Yeah, and it's, fit is a big deal, as we know. Yeah, it, it seems he can kind of. He's not forgetting what went wrong in Seattle, but he's. Right. I think he's learning from it, and I think he's now focused on how he can kind of continue his NFL career and find the success that you know. Obviously, he heavy expectations, but now those expectations. They're gone, and yeah. I'm sure you don't want you don't want to think of somebody who couldn't you know tap into uh, their potential. But I mean, he's just he's a he's obviously got a, a unique skill set. Uh, but yeah, free matter for blind, absolutely. I mean, and Johnny it sounds like you watched it. I mean, his his press availability it was just it was it was kind of it wasn't DJ Humphreys esque, but it was close. Like he was just shooting from the hip, just relaxed. Love and that. You know, this is it. Just seems like this is a situation. That's conducive to success for a guy like that. I mean, we're due, right? How many ex-Cardinal early draft picks have left and and underwhelmed right. as a pick of this franchise and gone and had success elsewhere? I mean, it's, it happens a lot, unfortunately. So we're due. Um, good question from Dylan and a bunch of other people in the chat, but I'll pose it to you. BJ Jolari going to make his debut Saturday against Kansas City, or are they going to hold him out another week? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, last couple of days, I asked Jonathan Gannon about it yesterday, and then I think Tyler Drake asked Nick Rollis about it today. They still want to see more from BJ on the practice field as he comes back from what they call the procedure this offseason. 
Um, so I think they're just being cautious with him. Um, they continue to be super cautious with Garrett Williams. Uh, you know, I had a, our, our colleague Howard Balzer brought up a really fascinating point today. It's like you got Zach Ertz back, right? He returned to practice today uh, after missing yesterday with a cold. And obviously he was activated from the pup a day before. So he's practiced twice this week. Uh, Cardinals ended wrapped up practice this week today. They've got probably a walkthrough tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Probably do some sort of walkthrough on Saturday before the game because they play at five a little bit later. Yeah. And then they might practice Monday. They might practice Tuesday. But then they head to Minneapolis or Minnesota, and they're going to have joint practices with the Vikings. So they've got to travel in between. They've got games in between. And then you really like you have you wrap up the the preseason on the road against the Vikings that following Saturday, and then you've only like you've only got like practice wise you've only got like five more practices left. So as far as having training camp or preseason practices for guys like Ertz or Garrett Williams potentially or guy that wears number one, it's just the the opportunities are. There's not a lot left. I'm going to make a prediction right now. <laughs> okay. As it relates to maybe the man on my t-shirt, maybe yeah. a certain franchise quarterback. I think he gets activated before the start of the regular season, but I think it's close. And I think he practices, but doesn't play for the first couple of weeks of the regular season. I think the time that you're alluding to now, that's going to be limited. I think he'll be on the team activated and he will use the week of the Giants, the Commanders, to get ready. So I, I'm not freaking out too much about that. I mean, but the clock's ticking. I mean, when, he has to be activated before week one. Does that mean the Sunday of week one or the Monday of week one before the Commanders? I, I think when they have to whittle down, when they have to go from, and, it, and they changed it, right? It used to be steps where you used to go like from 90 to like 75, 75 then down to uh, 53. Now it's 90 to 53. So it's just a, it's a massive cut down day. And then I think by like the, the Tuesday after the preseason finale, I believe is, is the deadline to get uh, your, your roster in. And then so, you got to make so those August decisions. 29th is yeah. that Tuesday after. So he has to be activated within the next 10 days to be able to be not, to, to essentially have not at least missed four to six weeks to start the regular season. Yeah, Tuesday the 29th at one local time. I'm going to make a prediction right now. It's 12 days from today. I'm making another prediction. Okay. Because it's our show and I can make as many as I want. <laughs> He's going to get activated that day. They're going to wait until the very last minute and they're going to activate him that day. So it's going to be a big... We're going to have a... We'll have a... An emergency podcast. Emma's shaking her head. She doesn't see it. It's uh we know how the Cardinals <laughs> roll. They love doing shit like this. He will <laughs> be activated it. if he's activated right. before the start of procrastinate until like the last moment. Is that what you're Who saying? Who wants to bet me that's not the case with this team? I guarantee it's the it's the I think that. you don't give you're not giving yourself a lot of wiggle room there. Well, I mean I, I, mean, I would I would just it. take the bet. Because of that, I mean, so Kyler has to get activated on Tuesday. Phil's going to say, "Oh, we didn't get your facts in time, Mister Austin Ford. He's got to sit out four weeks." No, they don't want to see Colt McCoy. They're like, "Get us Kyler Murray as fast as we can." (laughs) You think they're 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 going to play hard and fast with a fax machine in Arizona or an email? It's like, no, no, no. We've activated him. Sorry, our Wi-Fi was down. Tuesday, August 29th. That's when Kyler Murray is going to get activated. Wi-Fi wasn't that great at the building today. Yeah, see that we got to be <laughs> get, get him a fucking hotspot. Let's go. We got to make sure we get that in. Uh, Nick pulling off a trade, uh, trade Rondell and Rashard Lawrence for a young running back. Uh, look, I don't think Rashard Lawrence negative. Don't. I, I don't know. I just think, I don't know like if that. anybody wants. I don't think anybody's going to view Rashard Lawrence at this point is valuable. Um, Maybe Josh Jones. I don't know. I also think with this regime this year, as much as I dislike it, I mean, I liked when Kime was fast and loose with draft picks last year. And then <laughs> the chicken came home to roost and you had to pay the bill in the spring and that sucked. But I'm like, right. 
I'm going to tell you, right, like when they traded for Cody Ford, I was loving that. Yeah. that this franchise now is not going to do that because they, in part, are going to be very particular about who they bring into this locker room right before the start of the regular season. They don't want to drop a bomb or a tornado into the culture that they're building. And I think so, like, trade-wise, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe a, a waiver wire pickup here or there. They vet the hell out of the player. But, like, I don't think they're going to spend assets for a guy that then they would have to lock into a salary for this year. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think that they're going to go out there and, and spend any kind of draft capital of, of, of any significance to, to get somebody. And, you know, only the Bears and the, and the Texans are ahead of them as far as waivers go, right? Um, man, I mean, so 37 players roughly, right, give or take, are going to be cut from a team. So 37 times 32, you're going to have over – what is that? Isn't that 11? Isn't that a, why you asked me this? Isn't that 1100 know. players that are going to be, I mean, they're going to claim some people. Yeah. And I think you'll see a running back. That's not on this roster right now. That's going to have even right out of the gates, probably a significant role with this team potentially uh, because one's going to become available. Dylan Richards. Who's the biggest cut casualty, Josh Jones. I hope not. I would say right now it's probably, yeah. I, like, I don't yeah. know. I, I just think he's he's got uh, I, I I just wrote, wrote that this week, cardswire.com, and, and I encourage you to check it out. He he had Josh Jones and Richard Lawrence, a couple surprising cuts. I, I get it. I, I think where Monty Ossifort and JG and, and Drew Petzing would probably come into that conversation when when you start looking at the offensive line and who's gonna who's going to make that group and make this team. I think Josh Jones is, is is at least one of say you have you know anywhere from eight to ten. He's he's one of the he he fits right. there. Like what are we doing here? If we're just like well, we have to keep X amount of off ball linebackers, <laughs> let's cut let's cut a, a potential starting tackle right. because we got to check about no we're not we're not operating like the prior GM. Speaking of that, Nick in the chat, I hate that we drafted Rondell Moore over Creed Humphreys. Thanks, Kime middle finger emoji if that's the perfect way to use the middle finger emoji by the way uh, i hate that too I hate <laughs> uh and again i i want rondell to do well creve humphreys is he the best center in the nfl if it's yeah. not it's close um i want Joel everybody... asking about the outside linebacker group we talked to rollis about that today he loves Hard the competition going on that i mean it is a deep group i mean it's we, we talk about the the quartet that we love right between zavin Cameron Thomas, Majay Sanders, those those last two are dealing with injuries. Uh, and then, of course, B.J. Ujolari, also guy dealing with injuries. Dennis Gardeck, I think those are your top five. And then you start to look at, you know, I think a Jesse Lucchetta, Victor Dumakeji, um, you know, in the mix. Could could How many are, gonna, are they going to carry as far as pass rushers? But it, it, there's going to be some competition there. I, I think, you know, Saturday is going to be the main dress rehearsal, right? You're going to see maybe the starters go – uh, until halftime, maybe come out and, and makes the adjustments and then come back out and then call it a day. But then like the third preseason game, man, it is going to be a throw down all out drag out brawl for the guys who are trying to make this team. And, well, you know, it's going to be what, what we watch go down in Minnesota is going to be huge. And and I think the, the joint practices are going to be yeah, like the last. I was hurrah. just about to say that I would say you can yeah. make an argument that practices are going to be just as vital. Yeah. Um. Before the the eventual dress rehearsal, uh, I'm gonna tell you it's vital right now. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Ring the bell for notifications because, Bill Brock, tell the people what we're doing tomorrow. Before you sneeze, what were you saying? Before what we're doing? He's ignoring me. I was trying to set you up. We're gonna predict the 53. Oh, man that's roster. right. Yeah, we're down to it. the cut. Down to the last man. <laughs> we're gonna predict it tomorrow. Allergy season's here, but it won't stop me from picking the final 53 uh, and we got some surprises in store. We got some surprises in store. Yeah. We're going to get into the, especially the depth chart who we think are the best 22 guys that are going to start course on each side of the football. Uh, what's the, what's who is Isaiah Simmons in the starting defense? Who's the starting corner opposite Marco Wilson. Who's on that defensive line. I think the offensive line is pretty well set. Um, you know, I, does Johnny have a, some, a little trick up his sleeve as far as I like as this, this comment from Kyler Wren here. Ky, guys will cut themselves during the joint practice. I, I agree with what, what you're saying there. Like, there are going to be some people exposed 
because they they got a close relationship with Minnesota. They they scheduled this out. Gannon and Petsim were both members of that organization. Like they're gonna throw their their babies out there. Who's who can sink or swim? There are gonna be some people from the Kime era that get fucking exposed uh, <laughs> in the in the Minnesota joint practices, and you're gone. Goodbye. Uh, let's uh, let's push that Greg Dortch T-shirt one last time. Of course, it. you want to get in on this uh, right now. Support PHNX, and of course, Greg Dortch. You love '83. Uh, wear it on your shirt. Wear it proudly with your chest puffed out. Greg Dortch, the throwback looking shirt. It's cool. Great. It's gray. It's got a. It's kind of a different material than we're used to having here at PHNX. Super comfortable, uh, and it's going to look nice and sleek on you, no matter what your build is. Get the Greg Dorch t-shirt with the autograph on there. PHNXlocker.com. Make it your diehard shirt of the year. Become a diehard today. Go PHNX.com and, and PHNXlocker.com. Become a diehard. Get access to our member Discord. Uh, get access to all of our events, including all 17 of the games we're going to be watching at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Actually, 18, including this Saturday. Hmm. Uh, but most importantly, during the regular season, uh, you're going to want to be out there with us, and you're going to get access to all those events just by becoming a diehard today. Go phnx.com and phnxlocker.com. Get a spot next to me at a booth or chair at BetMGM this Saturday. Bo's going to be in the press room, hobnobbing, doing whatever he does. I'm going to be down with the peeps at BetMGM. Nachos on me, but you you're going to have, have a new me. best friend that will tell everybody who nachos. it is. No one else can have them, but people can watch me eat the nachos as we all watch. Even the a new food. member of our team, you're not going to, you're going to be a lonely guy eating nachos. You're not going to share them <laughs> by himself. No, everybody can come <laughs> sit with me while I eat nachos, but they're going to be mine uh, and mine only because they are precious to me because they are the best nachos in town, as is everything at MGM. Fantastic. Thank you so much to the newest member of our team, Greg Dorch, number 83. We are back on a football Friday, previewing the matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. He's Bob Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.